Hello there, it's Jamila Jamel. Take a deep breath. Let your breath out slowly to the count of six. One, two, three, four, five, six. Do you feel better? Well, on my podcast, I Weigh, this month we'll be exploring ways to tackle mental health and feel better with guests like Simon Sinek from The Optimism Company, therapist Vienna Farron, comedian Neil Brennan, and many more. Listen to I Weigh wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, peeps. Help Me Be Me is underfunded and needs your help. If you enjoy listening to this or it helps you at all, please visit helpmebeme.com and click donate or visit me on Patreon. Thanks. Hi friends, it's Sarah May, and this is a power-up episode, um, and it's for people that are either in the stage of burnout or pre-burnout when your schedule is just crushing your soul. So this is for anyone who's just getting super overwhelmed by work or life obligations all that stuff. And maybe you're just starting to freak out. Um, So this is really about curating a very specific inner perspective, an inner state of being. A lot of the reason we start to freak out is we get stuck in a state of anticipation. Like we start to live in our mind, in our imagination, in all of the overwhelming to-do list. So we're, we're in a permanent state of foreshadowing the negative future to come and negative consequence, consequences of that future. And we're imagining how bad something will be. And that is when we actively live suffering in our present day. So what, what I want to remind you of is your actual physical moment, meaning right now, is quite different than what our brains are kind of manifesting for us. When you're stressed out and you're overwhelmed, it's in this actual moment, it's actually not as bad. It's not as extreme. It's not as stressful. It's just the thought process of overwhelm that causes the stress in our bodies. The majority of your life is created by your perspective. Even if in the moment you are in a lot of life chaos. So imagine yourself just right now drawing a chalk line between physical chaos and mental chaos. Because mental chaos is the part you can ultimately tune and alter, and that will in turn alter the extremity of the physical chaos. So if you like were to wash out your mind and then reapproach your your present day, it would be a lot less overwhelming. It's just like <clears throat> the the physical result of feeling a, a consumed by stressful thoughts, if that makes sense. So I want to do an exercise with you. I'm going to describe a scenario for you, and at the end of it, tell me how it feels. So you start the day at 6 a.m., you pack up your car full of supplies, you get get your kids dressed, you feed them while doing housework, you make coffee, you give your dog pills and eye drops, you shower, you dress while watching and entertaining said kids, you get everyone into the car, including the dog, you drive an hour to the child's care, then you drive another hour to an inspection at a house, you meet with various contractors and vendors about a problem at the house, then you drive an hour to work, 
then you go to a bank, then you drive another hour to pick up your kids, you drop them off, and and then you drive another hour and a half away to go to another job that lasts till 8 p.m., then you drive an hour back home again, you fill up paperwork until 9 p.m. So how does that scenario feel to you? How does that day feel to you? Terrible? Stressful? Exhausting? Maybe it sounds fine. Maybe it sounds easy compared to your day. Regardless, everyone will bring a totally different frame of mind to that description. So if you were to inhabit my body, it would feel very different to you um, to experience my, my day in the life than it would for me. And for that, that example day, for example, in reality could be pretty boring, could be pretty relaxed and pleasant. And that's because in the various collections of tiny moments, they're all just, you're doing one thing in chronological order. You're doing one thing, and then you're doing one thing, and then you're doing one thing, doing one thing. So everyone will bring their own personal perspective to every single experience. And that's because um, that's just our translator. That's the, that's the thing that is interpreting the meaning of every single activity we do in any, any given moment. And we can alter our lives just by altering that translation at any given time. We have to focus and be deliberate about how we want to alter that translation. And it takes kind of repeating something, like repeating a perspective, deliberately choosing to alter the perspective and come back to a, a specific frame in order for it to kind of stick. Um, one thing that does it instantly for us is like a major external event. Like, for example, uh, people who have near-death experiences often live much more happily afterwards. And that's because the experience resets our appreciation bar. Like, things just, they're reset to a new baseline. So what I want to post to you is that you can reset your baseline if you just become very conscious of what you want it to be and then kind of repeat that, repeat that perspective. What I want to bring your attention to is, <clears throat> sorry, I'm getting over a cough and then it's probably annoying to hear. Um, when this reset can happen, even when you are an intense, in an intense amount of life stress and practical schedule stress. So just think of yourself like an athlete and think of this like a period of training with the right uh, tweaking, everything will get easier and your mind and your body will adapt. But you have to really make adapt, adaption a priority. So what I, what I want to do with you in this episode is help you to begin the process of training your perspective towards something that is much more healthy and empowered. And I know for you, your life probably is chaotic. Like there is probably a ton of shit happening all around you. Like maybe you have kids running around and maybe the noise level is really intense. Maybe there's a physical mess around you. And all of that feedback can definitely affect your inner psychic space, um, which just means you have to be even more deliberate about how you curate your 
perspective, like what you bring to the table. You have to be very hyper aware of your particular translator and protect yourself. So this is really about curating a specific inner perspective and an inner state of being. At any given time, just in your life, you're either doing something or you're not doing something. So I want you to do a body scan of where you are right now, this very second. What place are you in? What is your body doing? What is the quality of the energy in your body? How fast is your heart beating? Is, are there muscles in your body that are tensing? And what area of your body is tense? Whatever it is, I want you to now relax into that body part and just like send some kind of looseness into it. Just kind of maybe shake your shoulders a little bit. And now let's take one long, slow breath together. And if you can, I want you to focus on something that is beautiful in your surroundings. And if you don't have anything, I want you to just touch your thumb and your forefinger together and kind of focus your eyes on that. So this stillness that we just created in this moment exists in every every single moment of your life. I mean, granted, sometimes you have to be giving a speech to a group of people or you have to be completely engaged with your children or whatever, but like in between all of those things, you can create moments of stillness as just a reminder that like this is just a collection of individual moments. The, we're not doing anything more in life other than what we're doing right now. And to mentally be in any other place is creating a layer of drama and chaos that's unnecessary because it doesn't exist yet. So with that, I wanted to give you some specific tools for dealing with overwhelm that will hopefully help you in the coming weeks. All right, the first tool is called, actually start with a different one, the burnout lens. So this is a, a way for you to understand if you are experiencing burnout already. And it's really important that you do not take it lightly that you're burned out. Because burnout is um, something that, that can alter the way you move through your life because you can't, if you can't recognize what it is, you might think that it's maybe my life sucks. Maybe my relationship is wrong. Maybe I, my, I'm in the wrong career. It could be burnout. Burning out, for those of you who do, do not know, looks like this. You feel dead inside. Nothing inspires you. You feel hopeless. You feel depressed. Basically, all meaning and joy in what you do feels lost. So just take note in the coming weeks, if you start to feel cynical, exhausted, maybe your sleep is disrupted, maybe you feel detached and indifferent, indifferent around others, like you don't feel like your mood and your emotions match those around you. The, really, the reason it's really important to stay sensitive to this filter is because your connection to your work and the people around you is very intertwined with your identity, your sense of self. And therefore, your motivation to be you, to live your life. When you're burned out, it can feel like a loss of identity, like a loss of purpose and meaning and where am I headed even? So I want you to recognize if you are feeling burnt out and 
<clears throat> in the moment that you you recognize it, just know that this is a cycle that you will move through throughout your life. This is just a part of it. This is kind of like the death before the rebirth. And it just means your body's kind of regenerating. It needs to rest for a, be a beat. So when you hit that bottom, it's just a cue that you need to add some wood to the fire. Like you're going to go through a process of rebirth and you need to begin to restore that inner fuel that is meaning. And I would say also know that there is meaning even in just being in the void. You can look at this as like a welcome stage, a part of the process, and just fully embrace it. So maybe just name it. Say, I'm in the void. And now know that this is a time for you to actively look for new fuel. So just welcoming in anything that can inspire you, remind you of your roots, remind you of your foundation, get you back to a state of play. Those are all really important ingredients for inspiring rebirth. All right, that's the first tool. Second tool is called dissect the physical moment. So as I said, we're either in a state of physical chaos or we're in a state of mental chaos. And sometimes they're both, but most of the time it's just mental chaos. So when you're in that state, I want you to dissect the physical moment. Look in your physical moment and say, how can I bring calm and serenity to this place? So maybe look around you and <clears throat> the greatest antidote to feeling overwhelmed or to feeling like paralyzed by stress is just making one thing better. So I want you to look around you in any given moment you're suffering and just say, what's one thing I can do to bring a bit of calm to this moment? Maybe that means you're taking a short walk around the building. Maybe that means you're just taking one slow, even deep breath through your nose with your mouth closed. Um, maybe that's getting yourself self a cup of tea and doing some deep breaths, even if you don't really feel like drinking tea. And maybe you're going to go uh, wash your hands with warm water. It's always nice. And maybe you're just going to hum yourself a little tune or listen to the sound of your breath. So the real purpose of this is bring your focus back to your physical moment, your physical, whatever, some physical process and bring a bit of, of calmness into the environment. Another instant way to bring some serenity to your surroundings is just to laugh. Like even, I don't know, telling a joke to yourself and if you have one, lighting a candle, listening to some music. Um, one thing that I already mentioned that I really like to do is wash my hands in warm water. Just like focusing on that feeling. It's just like a kind of way to rejigger your perspective a little tiny bit. All right. That is the second tool. Third tool is called serenity moments. I mean, this is kind of redundant, but it's got a little second half to it. So I'm going to go through it briefly. Tune in to tune out. So any given time, come back to the physical moment and tune in to something like uh, a part of nature. For example, focus on a flower, like looking at the flower, focus on the feeling of like a breeze on your skin and just 
this is a moment for you to really meditate on the fact that life is just a sequence of individual moments. They don't happen at once. Thank God. They happen one at a time. And at any given time, you can check out and just take a pause. So tune in to tune out. Just crank up a soothing song or just really dig into that flower. Um, and this is really just about tempering your, your physical stress response. So keeping it in, in a tolerable range. And if you have these throughout peppered throughout the day, it will, you'll start to train yourself to calm down. You'll start to like remember, I have to unplug several times a day in order to help myself. So right now, let's try one. We're going to tune in to tune out. I want you to put your hand over your heart and just focus on feeling its beat. Just see how fast it's going. And next, I want you to breathe really slowly through your nose. And then after that, I want you to smile and just shrug your shoulders and like let them relax really fast. <sighs> All right. The next tool is called the must filter. So I think when we're in a state of life chaos, we kind of get into that addicted mode. We get addicted to the intensity. We get addicted to the stress because there is a lot of, there's a lot of chemicals flowing there are endorphins involved and we start kind of riding the high like we're like <clears throat> our cortisol levels just make us like hyped up all the time so i want you to start to put a quote must filter over the the things you have to do in the coming weeks and really just challenge yourself to not do the things that are not a, a complete must so just things that come up you ask yourself is this a must do is it a must do now? And I really want you to disengage and create as much space and dead air and not needing to do in your life as much as possible. Specifically, um, this time, this dead time that you're creating is to be filled with relaxation and things that will rejuvenate you, not necessarily stimulate you. For example, instead of Netflix, maybe it's a book read in the sun. So this, this time you're creating for yourself is about restoration. So if somebody is asking you if you can pick up their shift, or someone asks you, can you stop on the store on your, on your way home, or if you can help out with an event, etc., anything that adds more to your schedule, ask yourself, is this a must-do, and is this a must do now because and that might be your intensity addiction willing you to do more work you check yourself all right the next tool is called locus of control and semicolon any or outie so they say that those with an internal locus of control versus an external have a growth mindset so what i've been what I mean by locus of control is um, when you feel that outside events create and predict your life, you have an external locus of control. And if you believe that you are the reason you are successful and that if you work hard enough, you can achieve anything, then you have an internal locus of control. So people, this is in general, people with an inner locus of control manage stress better and they stay healthier in stressful situations long term. However, 
if you have an inner locus of control, you are much harder on yourself and blame yourself for falling short of said goals. So you're much more of a black and white thinker. And if you have an inner locus of control, you will likely expect much more of yourself and feel much worse about yourself if you fall short. What I want you to do right now is just recognize, are you an any or are you an Audi? And just take note of your particular form of suffering. If you are an Audi, your suffering comes in the form of paralysis, like a feeling like you can't do anything, that you are a victim, that nothing you do will affect anything. And this is a perspective you must combat. And the way you do that is, in any given moment you feel powerless, just take a tiny little pill called action. Just be active. When you're active, you remove the intensity of the feeling of suffering. So don't overthink it. Just take one positive action. It could be like vacuuming the rug. It doesn't have to be connected to the thing that's making you feel powerless. The main thing is that you are active in soothing yourself, in preventing your feeling of ineptitude. If you are an any, your suffering comes in the form of judgment. So if you are suffering, I want you to take a pill called Go Easy, Mary. And that means you just got to lighten up and lean toward the gray. Stay out of the black and white and pop a Mary. Another way to view this, if pills isn't the best metaphor for you, is just a mantra. Mantra is, the truth is in the middle. So know that you, by default, go to the darkest, most severe place, and there's an equal truth that is somewhere in the middle between your POV and the opposite. Assume it. All right, the next tool is called VIP Permission Slip. You are the one who ultimately gives others permission to take from you and to expect everything from you. To give and give and give and give and never stop. And at times, you may get into the habit of giving this permission slip away willy-nilly. It's your responsibility to yourself to set limits on what you will do and protect yourself. So what I'm inviting you to do is just limit the people you give this permission slip to and set some very simple boundaries. For example, you're going to sit down and eat lunch each day and you will do nothing else during that time. That will be sacred me time. That's a really simple boundary. It doesn't mean you have to do that one, but like I want you to pick one new boundary for yourself that is self-protective and enforce it. Just say no. No, no one gets into this me time. And just keep saying no until others listen. It just, if you've been a, a person that's like, okay, 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 for your like entire life, it will feel odd and people will not expect it. And then if you say it enough times, the people respect it. It just, it solves itself. So I know it might feel uncomfortable at first, but just try it and just keep saying no. That is how you curate and guide your life. And then people accommodate you. It's pretty magical. <clears throat> Pardon. All right, the next tool is called home space. So I want you to think of yourself, like your person, your being, as a traveling pod of home space. And in this home space, you're, you're basically at home at all times, even if you're on the road, even if you're at work. So wherever that home space is going to be, I want you to make it pretty and comfortable and full of warmth and love and 
make it feel like home. Make it feel, you know, comforting. Curate this, whatever's surrounding you, regardless of where you are. So in that example day I gave, um, I spent a lot of time on the road. That can be pretty tedious unless you curate it so it is not. For example, uh, in my car, I have a stash of snacks that is fully stocked. I have a good fiction audiobook. I have um, a comfy blanket, a sweater. I have all my water. I have all the stuff I need. And it's almost like, you know, I'm living here half the time. So I want you to do the same thing, whether that's like a super comfy hoodie that you wear and you keep a little snack in your pocket, um, or maybe it means you're going to invest in some new super comfy socks. But treat wherever you are as this is like my little sleeping bag for myself. I'm always kind of taking care of myself, no matter where that happens to be. So I hope this is helpful. And if anyone has any questions, totally free, feel free to reach out at yaywithme.com. And before I close, I want to thank my latest sponsors. I have so many new ones. I'm so grateful to you guys. Danny on Patreon, thank you. And Ashley and Brandlin, new monthly sponsors, thank you both. And Brittany and Aaron and Autumn, very generous donations from you. And a super awesome donation from you, Lisa. Thank you guys so very much. I appreciate you all, and um, this really helps me make this show. And if anyone out there has the means, if you have time to head over to yaywithme.com and click on donate. And if you don't have the means, totally understand it. If you have time for a review on iTunes, that would help me a lot as well. So in closing, stay in right now. Because right now is pretty okay. I mean, you're listening to this. You're calm, I'm assuming. Uh, if you've made it this far, you're likely engaged. And life is really just a collection of these, just chronological little tiny moments. And you only ever get to experience this moment right now. So let go of the next one and the next one, because they aren't here yet. As far as this one, look at you. You're killing it. You're already doing it. Whatever you're worried about, don't. You're already mastering it right now. Right now, I'm giving you a trophy that says champion of the moment. So if you start to get overwhelmed moving forward, remember to stop and step back and scan your moment. And remember, I'm winning at everything because I'm owning this moment right now. That's all there ever is in this life, just right now. So my heart's with you. Hang in there. And uh, as always, don't forget to smile. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. 
Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.